Hey friend, and welcome. This is Courageous Radiance Podcast. My name is Brittany Dixon, and I am uber duper excited about you being equipped and anchored in Jesus Christ. That is what this podcast is about, us becoming courageously faithful to follow Jesus Christ and doing that well. I'm so excited for you to hop into this podcast as we, for the whole summer, are talking about the blessed life of the disciple. Let's go. Hey there, and welcome to Courageous Radiance Podcast. My name is Brittany Dixon. Thanks so much for tuning in and listening today. I'm thankful that you are here. We are talking still through the Sermon on the Mount, the Beatitudes, these heart states that are really a reflection. If, if you have a mirror and you're able to somehow peer into the heart, the spiritual heart, not the physical heart of someone and what does it mirror? What, what do you see? What reflection comes back on that side of that mirror? So this is, it's really a, a, a picture of the inner part of our spiritual life, our connectedness to God. So in the medical world, we do x-rays, we do ultrasounds, we do CT scans, we do MRIs at the highest level. We want to get in to see what is going on, to dissect the problem, to diagnose the problem rather, and then to dissect what needs to be done and, and create a plan of care so that we can get the person well. We can get the person to a state of well-being is the goal. And this is no different for what Jesus is doing. He's diagnosed the problem and here is a way to get back to a state of health, this blessed state. I mean, there's a whole hashtag of hashtag blessed. So this is clearly a state that we, we, you know, believers and as well as just the world as a whole, not, those who don't even know Jesus, this just seems great and wonderful. And if I'm to read the the byproducts of the state of this of this person, it sounds great, right? So we started off with um, the kingdom of heaven is theirs, and I'm just reading the byproducts right now, not um, the sacrifice, the cost. Um, the the second one is uh, they will be comforted, and and last week it was those. Uh, they will inherit the the earth. And today we're going to read from, so all of this is in Matthew chapter five. And today is Matthew five, verse six. So it's blessed. Jesus is speaking to his disciples. I mean, just imagine sitting at his feet for like an intensive, (laughs) an intensive discipleship setting, like just you and him or a, a small group. And he is going in on, this is the character this is the reflection of those who follow me. And if he just listed out, you'll inherit the earth. You're going to be comforted. And in today's case, I'll actually go ahead and just read it. It's again, Matthew 5, verse 6. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. So if Jesus was like, listen, just boom, at the very beginning of the meeting, you're going to be filled. I mean, who wouldn't be like, really? I'm going to be fulfilled? How? Tell me. I mean, just share. Give me some nuggets. Hold on. Before you talk, let me start my 
my, my voice recorder. Let me pull out my journal with all my pens and highlighters. I've got to figure out how to be fulfilled. And I, I really wanted to start off with just with a question because I just, I feel that this is so applicable in like everybody's life. And, and I, I know specifically for my own, I've, I've wandered. I spent so much of my life wandering looking for ways to be filled, looking for people to get filled from, looking for degrees to fill me, jobs to fill me, a status to fill me, money to fill me, kids to fill me, my husband to fill me. I mean, and it's not anything that I believe I just wake up and like, you know what, I'm going to go get this so that I can be filled, right? I, I'm just, it just seems like the next thing. It's like you're looking in in and panting after this state of blessed, Macarios, this joy, this inner joy. And it doesn't seem like this thing is just temporary. It's like, no, this is how I'm going to get it. Once I buy this house, I am going to be happy and filled. Once I have, you know, this car, I'm going to be blessed and happy. Once I get this next degree, I mean, listen, is am I the only one? Am I like by myself? So... <laughs> I don't know if this applies to you where your fill in the blank is. So the question I wrote down is, who has ever felt the need to be filled with something, anything? And this plight of our of, of this journey, this this plight of the human state really has been since the beginning. I mean, in the garden, it's perfect, it's beautiful, it's amazing walking with the Lord, skipping yellow brick roads, no pain, no trouble, no drama, no 40-hour work week. You know what I'm saying? I mean, just listen, like bomb, amazing. And God's like, you can have everything except for this. This is off limits. Here's, you're limited. So therefore, this is the boundary line, right? And and it's just like this state of, (laughs) Well, I want more, right? Just like kind of it's rebellion. It's it's so many things. It's our brokenness, our fallenness. And why wasn't God enough then? Even in the state of per- perfection, it was literally perfection before the fall. So even in that perfect state, God wasn't enough. It wasn't enough for Eve just to be like, yeah, I'm good. Like no level of any devil can tempt me to go to another tree or another apple because I'm good. So even if you ask me 20,000 times, no, I've got these other 899 trees. I don't need the nine. I don't need this one. Like I'm good. But no, it wasn't enough. And, And it's like, Still, this many years later, it's like seeking for worth and value, seeking for happiness, seeking affirmation and approval. We're chasing wealth and possessions, seeking dreams and aspirations to be met, seeking, and nowadays, seeking a following. Well, when I've got 10,000 people, when I've got 20,000, when I've got 100,000, when I got the blue check, when I've got, right, when I've got this many people who approve me. I'm good. When I'm seeking love in relationships, I don't like being single. Lord, I'm married. My husband get on my nerves. I don't like being married. Uh, it, it's it's just this, I've got this one kid. I need a second. I got two. I need three. Got one dog. I need two dogs. Seeking purpose and value. Y'all, I don't really feel like there is any level that this doesn't touch. 
This is such a huge verse, and I'm going to read it again. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. What is righteousness? It's really this right standing with God. And usually, I, I you know, speaking even for myself, we're seeking our righteousness. We're seeking right standing within ourselves. What we feel deems, you know, just subjectively is, is good and great. And this is amazing versus being nestled and anchored into God's right. Like we'll never be right completely. That's, that's, what, that's what Jesus had to die for. We needed his righteousness. So it's this right standing with God. It's, it's being hungry and thirsty. So it's interesting, right, that Jesus uses literally the two states of the body where your physical body is like, all right, y'all. Okay, great on the intermittent fasting. It's time to eat. Like, like it's, it's a built-in mechanism of the need of the body. And it's interesting that he uses this word these to to describe how much we should pant after God, how much we should hunger for God and want God and thirst after God. And you know, a question I wrote here is <laughs> this is this is so my life. What snack is inter- is interrupting and curbing my want for dinner? So you know, I'm a good box of hot hot tamales girl. Um, movies is, you know, I can even really do some Sour Patch Kids. And it's just, and, and really even for Thanksgiving, I am like the side person. Great and amazing for the main dishes and they look great, but I really legitimately can get full on the mashed potatoes, the mac and cheese, the cranberry sauce, the salad, right? I mean, who goes to Olive Garden for the meal? I go for the bread and the salad, like 100%. So it's like eating all these things, getting all of these temporary fulfillment, the Snickers bar, knowing you need to make like a sandwich and, and, and make a salad, go get some soup, have lunch, for me, I use coffee to kind of sometimes curb my appetite. Well, let me get a third cup of coffee. I don't need to eat. Yes, I do. You need protein. You need you need this, this fuel for your body. So Jesus is the fuel though. But yet we're using these temporary substitutes to fulfill us, but y'all, they don't last. And I'm going to flip around a little bit. So hang tight with me. But this word for thirst, despacio, and it's also, so one of the things I love about the Blue Letter Bible app, download it, use it. It's a great way. And again, not that you have to like completely just geek out on things, but it is great to see where this word in this particular passage you're, you're reading, the Greek love, the, the Greek um, translation, the, the Hebrew translation, it can be found in other parts of the Bible so that you can correctly, inductively understand what you're reading in the context of when when the reader wrote it, who they were writing to, not just about your day on this particular, you know, Sunday. So the story of, of the woman at the well, uh, the Samaritan woman, we don't know her name. So the Samaritan woman, the woman at a well in John 4, literally my favorite passage in the whole Bible. It's just, I mean, I love the Bible, but by far, I love 
love, love, love this story. And, um, it, I just, I feel like it's, it's a great depiction of my life. Maybe I just like really feel like I identify with her, but, um, if you go to John four and in verse, um, 13, so Jesus had already been having this exchange with this woman. And here's where Jesus picks up again and says, Jesus said, everyone who drinks from this water will get thirsty. There's that despacio word again. Um, we'll, we'll get thirsty again, but whoever drinks from the water that I will give him will never get thirsty again. In fact, the water I will give him will, will become a well of water springing up in him for eternal life. So again, it's this picture of fine, you're going to get this temporary fix and fill, you know, with that quick high or that, you know, you get drunk real quick and and it feels good in the moment, right? For, um, if, if you're looking at porn, if you're having sex for the, for the thousandth time with different people, it's good in that very moment. Like sin feels good. So let's be clear. I think that that's a, a misconception that even I had where it's like, no, it's, it feels good. It tastes good. It looks good. It's all of the goods. It's all of it, but it's temporary and it ha- and it's like empty. That Snickers bar is the bomb. I think Snickers and Butterfinger. I'm not a big chocolate person. Clearly I must be hungry because I'm like using all food references, but I'm not a big chocolate person, but those are my two favorite. I don't know what yours is, but think about like, if you really look at the caloric intake versus the protein, the vitamins, it's empty, right? Like it tastes good. It even fills you, but what value did it really add to your body? Zero, none, not in the long term. So we live in the, in the, in the, air quote, hashtag my truth, or this is what I feel is right. When God is like, you don't even know what's right. Like you don't even know what has long-term value. You're just going in the exact moment, trying to fill a deeper itch, a deeper need that you never can fill with this temporary thing or this person or this status or this, or this bank account that looks great and amazing, but you still ain't all the way, but, but you still ain't happy, Right. Um, or, or there's a need to compare or prove yourself. So, um, but, but going back to this passage, Jesus is like, listen, you're going to keep coming back to this well. And, and let's be clear. There's obviously the way God built our body. We do need water, <laughs> but he's just using this to, to, to show the analogy in the spiritual realm. Jesus is our water. He's our well. He's our, our spring, our, our living our, our life, literally how we live is through him. And just like a tree and anything else, it's going to die without a food source and without water, right? So spiritually, we're going to die without him. We're going to keep coming back to these temporary things that fix our problem for like five whole days or two hours. And then we're, back, and then we're right back to where we started or worse off. So another, um, again, sorry, jumping around, Psalm 42, and we're also going to read 63. So this will be on the blog, Courageous, head there, CourageousRadiance.com. Um, get subscribed. I'd, I'd love to connect with you um, directly and reach out to you. And um, if there's any prayer requests, any prayer need that you have, I will, it would be an honor 
to, to do that with you, as well as there's prayer calendars, other resources that go out to you for your equipping, your time, your secret life that is really your anchoring in Jesus. So, um, and then also this is where you can tap into the scripture references from the podcast. So the podcast show notes, but, um, Psalm 42 And I'm actually going to start at verse one, but I really want to get to verse two. As a deer longs for flowing streams, so I long for you, God. I thirst for God, the living God. When when can I come and appear before God? I thirst for God, David says. Like, I I just want to be, like, have you ever had this need where I'm like, I just want to be with this person. I just want to, like, I... I miss them. I want to hear their voice. And and this makes me think of even my son right now who's in camp. And I'm just like, I just want to see him. Like, I just want to, you know, just get a quick glimpse. And I'm like looking and scrolling. I'm so grateful for the Google pictures that they're posting. And I'm like literally like just skimming, trying to find my, my child. One picture, it was like, the back side of him on the la- on the side, like the lateral. But I'm like, I, I know that I know that elbow. That's my, that's my kid. That, that's my kid's elbow. Just thirsting and hungering and needing God more than anything else. And then the um, next one, the last one is Psalm 63, verse one. I thirst for you. My body faints for you in a land that is dry, desolate and without water. In a land that's dry and desolate, this situation, this circumstance, this relationship, this problem, this valley, even even on the mountaintop, I feel like it can be dry. Even in the heights of life, when everything is going great, this dryness or when you when somebody would maybe look at your life or want your life, but then inwardly at that state, you're like, but I want more or man, like. I've been at this place so much, and this is where, again, I just identify with this woman at the well, because whether I've been low or high, it's just this need for more. Like, why is this not enough? And it, and it took years, years, and then finally, I land at Jesus as well. And y'all, I'm going to tell you what, that is why Jesus said, blessed are those Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for his righteousness. And you're going to be filled in him because he's the promise. He's the hope. He's what you're looking for, even when you don't think that that's what you're looking for. He's what's going to satisfy you on the driest day or the greatest day. Because sometimes you reach that biggest height, that greatest status, that 15th trophy. And you're like, mm, is this like the climax? Is this the height? Is, is this it? Like I literally went to school for like 18 years and this is this is all I get. And it's sad. And and I I know that might sound sarcastic, but it's really sad how long, how much time, decades I've wasted. And I'm so grateful that God has just breadcrumbed me back to his well. And out of my hunger, out of my brokenness, out of my pain, out of my panting, he literally led me to his well. So this is how I really believe that, you know, Paul can even say in like a Philippians four that it's like this learned contentment. You know, I mean, Paul was in jail when this was when when he when he and he didn't even pin that. Somebody probably clearly had to pin it for him. He's jailed and um, handcuffed to a, a, a Roman soldier. But 
how can you be content in jail and you about to die? Right? I mean, just let's just do one plus one here. Just common sense. He had a learned contentment. And like he said, whether I have a lot or I have a little. And y'all, that's that state of bless. That's that state of Macarios. That's that state of peace in the storm and fulfillment no matter what. Man, friend, I want that for you more than anything. That's what Courageous Radiance is about. I want your life, your life, like your whole life (laughs) to be this beam of radiance and, and for you to just thrive in this place of just so much fulfillment, whether it's going great or or it's or it's not whether you have all that you want or you have none of it none of it that is that's and to do that courageously so every state that Jesus the um the the product came after a cost it came after a state of brokenness and need of humility something that we had to die to in order to get that and the appearance of death is actually life because it's life in Jesus so I really pray that you take this to your quiet time and you pant after the Lord. You hunger for him. You thirst for him. So that then it's not like, oh, I'm just in just a dry season. I really don't know why I'm not really feeling God. Why it just kind of feels like this just, you know, mm, meh moment with Jesus. Man, that's really an opportunity to see what has moved in front of God. What are you idling more than God? Because you, you didn't just land and drift on meh. That's because something has become greater than God. But man, that greater thing, it, it like a blink of an eye. Whereas the lasting thing is at Jesus as well. So just a friend, know that I am cheering you on as you begin or continue to build your life upon Jesus Christ. Thanks for tuning in.